Hey guys, welcome back to the Not Just a Bikini Girl podcast. This is your host, Jasmine Jeffrey. And today I am joined by, well, I actually don't know because I forgot which way her name goes. So I'm going to let her introduce herself so I don't make an absolute shit show of this episode. So welcome, babe, to the podcast. But please just confirm the way your name goes and why people get confused because I'm very confused right now. <laughs> so it's Lori Beth. Um, I think because Laurie is it's a Welsh name and I think it's not common and Beth is common. I think people just think I put my name as Beth Laurie on like social media, but no, it's, it's Laurie Beth. The Beth's your middle name then? Yeah, it's a middle name, yeah. Ah, see, I've, it sounds like a surname. Yeah. So I just thought you were being like edgy and cool and just flipping it around. Yeah. <laughs> That's just me. No, but... Honestly, now everyone... It's like, oh, hi, look, hi, Beth. And I'm like, oh, gosh, I don't want to correct them either. I'm like, <laughs> I get the occasional Julia sometimes. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm like okay, that's my real name. You're kind of close. And then I get Yasmin. I'm like, do you know what? You, you're trying. So I'm just going to let you off. <laughs> <laughs> just go with it. So this episode, we're going to be talking about first timers. And this episode is, if you're a first timer and you're listening to this, this is literally like, the episode for you but still if you're like a seasoned competitor I still would say give it a bit of a listen because you still might pick up things and I feel like sometimes it's good to kind of be reminded of like the baseline so before we get into that Larry who the hell are you if someone has never heard of you before where's your competing history how long have you been going for what did you do before you came into competing what did you do like quite early into competing and what do you do now? Because I always find that in that journey quite interesting. Yeah. So I've been competing now for like two and a half years, I think. But before that, um, I didn't really do anything. Like I felt like I wasn't good at anything. You know, I didn't have no hobbies or anything. And I just thought I wanted to go into the gym. I was always too scared to actually like step foot into a gym. I was always quite anxious. But as soon as I did, I like quickly fell in love with it, met my coach, not my coach now, my old coach. And he was just like, do you want to compete? And I was just like, do you know what? I used to be so socially awkward. I wanted something to push me and just put me out of the comfort zone a bit just to build confidence. And that's what I did. I literally like prepped for a few weeks, done a show with UKUP. I actually won my first time on show and I also won the overall that day as well. So I was just like totally hooked then. But to be honest, I didn't really take it that seriously for like, the, you know, I just sort of went up my friends, thought that you could do it all. My sec- second show then, um, I didn't place in place again and I was thinking oh do you know what like I if I want to do this I need to take a little bit more seriously than what I was um federations with these just so we can confirm so I did um UKUP um and then I did NABA Wales and then I did the UKUP um finals as well and like those two I just didn't place and then obviously the year later I was supposed to compete again but obviously COVID hit and then I ended up doing the NFM UK show then. And then I placed first in Diva and third in Bikini. And I got like two pro cards. And then that's when I was thinking, I really want to do this. I want to take it seriously. I want to take it a little bit further. So I actually swapped coaches then. And I had an opportunity to move to, because obviously I'm from South Wales, but I moved to Kent. And I'm currently working now with Team LRF. I work in the Leading Reserves um, Fitness Gym. 
and I'm doing an apprenticeship down here now. And it's just it's just been crazy because like my life has gone from zero to a hundred. You know, I was like in a really crap place, didn't really like what I was doing to doing what I've always dreamed of now. What so was yeah. you doing before competing? Like what was your job? I was so I used to work for the Royal Mint. I was a clerk there. I didn't mind it like it was just one of those things like a nine-to-five job like it was good pay but it was just it's not something that I wanted to do forever if that makes sense it was quite a boring job you know and I had it was like I couldn't climb the ladder I couldn't do anything there and then Covid hit I lost my job I was jobless for like four months I think um so that was like a really rough time I was on prep as well and you know like emotions are like times ten <laughs> doing prep I think I cried all of the time and then I had a job there with the NHS but obviously again because of Covid it was just it was just so uncertain you know so I just it was just mad how much my life has changed from my two and a half years to like now but yeah. So when did you start getting because you're sponsored by CMP you sponsored by yeah. anyone else as well? No just just CMP so I had that opportunity um after I won NFM UK so I've only been sponsored them like like a year I think it was like just gone a year now I've been sponsored by them so yeah I was really lucky with that to be honest I love that because obviously like for a lot of first timers in particular being like sponsored by a brand like CMP is kind of like goals hashtag goals and shit so like yeah how did that come about for you because I think sometimes it's kind of like this taboo like how do you do it how do yeah. you do it? <laughs> <laughs> about like that process I also want to ask you about the placing sort of first timers thing you mentioned as well but first yeah. how did you get sponsored by CMP like how did that come about so obviously with the lockdown um Suki had a lot of competitions on for NFM UK just for a little bit of fun and he put like a competition on and people had to vote basically for who they wanted to win and it was just basically that the prize was to be sponsored by CMP so I was just like I wanted that opportunity so I literally just went for it and I remember just messaging everybody like please uh, you're one of those people <laughs> I was like I want this sponsorship I'm gonna have it but yeah I remember when I when I actually had it I was like I couldn't believe it because it was like such an amazing opportunity and like you said for like a first time and then to be sponsored by such a, a big brand it's not heard of if that makes sense so yeah I was just absolutely buzzing um to, to have had that just going back as well you did NFM UK I suppose you did a two bros am I making that up I did two bros this year so this year is my first year um I took my competing like seriously like to, to the book you know I um started like my first off season never had an off season and I competed with them in July. I did a regionals, which I came first and second. And then I did the pro show, which I, I had two firsts. Um, and then I did another regionals there, which was like I came second. So yeah, I did uh, I did quite well in the two bros shows, to be honest. Which is like quite. I was always scared to do the two bros, so I never thought I was good enough to do it. Like you see all these amazing athletes doing two bros obviously it's like the IFE pro league and stuff like that but yeah I just I just my, my coach just said just go for it and that's what I did so yeah I think that's what my plan will be now for next year is just go with two bros oh good I love that so I want to go back to one thing that you mentioned was your placings in your first season because I feel like this is like a big I feel like it is a big thing in the industry in particular at the moment um, yeah. and I've seen it kind of like grow over the past like few years as well maybe with Instagram and like I guess the 
connectivity and like the transparency that we have now because everyone are quite a few people I, I would say like share their journeys especially as first timers like yeah. how did you like go being completely honest with me here don't bullshit did you expect to go in did you go with good did you go in to win was that fully what you wanted in your oh, first my first ever time I, I literally I'll be honest knew nothing about competing never been to a show like I like I said to you I rocked up with no jewelry did my own tan like I had no clue um I literally met my coach like eight weeks before that I'd been training not even like weights for like two months so I just think it was just luck if I'm honest and I remember going there I won the overall and I just remember thinking to myself like I don't deserve this like I had people there like crying because I went against people who've been doing it years and years and years and they didn't win and I just remember feeling like oh god like I just I don't know it was just a strange feeling but then it sort of backfired on me then because I thought I didn't have to try in my next shows I just thought I can have the best of both worlds where I can go out with my friends and I can also do this you know because obviously I just won and I didn't try but obviously backfired on me then where I like didn't place and then I didn't place again but then I were upset because I didn't try if that makes sense so I was thinking like how can I be upset with work I didn't do so it was just like one of those I'm like I only had a PT we were like an online coach like I didn't do check-ins with him it was just like it's just like competing has come on so much since I started like in South Wales nobody competes like I don't know a single bikini person who competed then like I knew nobody um it was just like one of those things where I didn't really know what to expect you know so you know it, it was just it was just strange it was just really weird and I think when I did I learned more from not winning then so like when I lost and I lost again like I learned a lot about myself um rather than when I did win my first show mm. because like I always say on this podcast quite a lot in relation to placings I think sometimes what happens especially with first timers they get into like a false sense of security if they win their first time yeah I personally if I like I the way that it happened for me, I'm quite, quite glad. And even yeah. if I had the chance to change it, I still wouldn't. Because I feel like yeah. learning and accepting how to not place place top three, yeah. top five, whatever it is, and go up, I feel like is a kind of more humbling experience and a better experience in comparison to maybe placing first in your first show or second, like, you know, placing yeah. top well in your first show. And then yeah. that's like where you're guess your standard or your expectation level is kind of set and then yeah, you know, do you see what I mean it's I see that quite a lot with especially first timers especially at the moment where they really get they like they're really pissed when they don't place in their first show yeah. and I'm like yeah. oh, oh, but like, I think people think as well which I get is really like is really common people think first timers is going to be an easy win and I'm thinking like the standard for first timers like in nowadays is absolutely mental like I, they are I feel like yeah some of the first timers I feel like the regional they're like the week before the week after is probably a yeah. better shout <laughs> yeah literally I'm just like but the people are like oh you know I think I'll do well because the first timers like you know they're not gonna be that good and I'm like are you mad like no like I see all first timers and they are like some of them are like you know they've been training for years just because they're a first timer doesn't mean they haven't been trying for this for years if that makes sense but yeah, I always get that. I get that um, quite quite often. And like they get upset when they don't place. I'm thinking, you know, the standard is insane. So, you know, you can't, it's always going to be somebody out there better than you. And you just have to accept that. 
Um, How do you kind of deal with that, especially with your clients as well? Like you mentioned before that we started recording, like a lot of your clients are, are first-timers. Like yeah. what sort of things are, do you say to them or what sort of things are they potentially saying to you? Like that might be quite an interesting insight for like people listening. Like yeah. what are you saying to well, them? To kind of like, obviously not, you, you don't want to be that person. But it's hard. Like you don't, you don't want to come across as being that person as if it's like, you know, just like, you know, pipe down, hun. But yeah, yeah. it is kind of yeah like, like if someone's saying that to you they're not saying it usually to bring you down especially if it's your coach yeah. they're trying to do it to actually like I guess mentally get you in a really good spot for either way yeah. whatever happens do you know what I mean so like for me I sort of set a standard so as long as like my girls are doing everything they can you know like if they step up the line like I would say to them like you know you need to get you should together basically um and if they are nailing everything like and then they say they don't place. Like one of my girls didn't place in the first show, but then came second this year. And she was like so upset because she didn't place. But I'm like, you literally did everything you could. So, you know, I was like, there's nothing more. Like if she thought like, oh, I didn't do this card, I didn't do the steps. And I'd be like, look, you know, you can't be upset. You didn't do this, you know. And I would be straight up with them as well as I'd be obviously comforting as well. But like, I always say to them, like, you know, you, you need to enjoy it because if you get so focused, like, obviously, everybody wants to go and they want to win, they want to do well, they want to place. But at the same time, I just say, like, you need to, like, win like a champ and you lose like a champ as well. Do you know what I mean? It's like, cry about it, but then, like, that's it. You know, you just move on from it. Like, it's not the end of the world. You try again. And, like, that's a like, perfect thing for my client. She didn't place, she put her head back down, she was upset over it, and then she came second. Do you know what I mean? So, like, I'll always be there, like, all my girls' comps, I'm always there anyway to, like, support them as well. So if they are a bit upset, like, you know, obviously, like, I'll hug them and just, like, you know, but I just think, I just explain to them, like, you know, you're not always going to be the best. Like, you could win, 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 but then you could go up next to somebody who's better than you, like, you know. Yeah, so like, I, muscle, come on, man, like, muscle maturity is a fucking thing. Like, yeah. I personally think if... If someone's a first timer and they're going in, even if they're going into like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of like a show where it's like massive and you're up against pros like very close. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just like I could not be anti Joshua in a boxing ring. Let's be fucking honest. Yeah. <laughs> right? So it's just that that sort of like the same thing as well. And it's it's not yeah. a bad thing to be back, back down to be at the bottom. Like I yeah. Think, there's so much fun to be having at the bottom, man. Like, no one, yeah. no one expects you to come in. No one yeah. expects you to come in again because you don't play. So they're kind of like, oh, yeah. whatever, she's whatever. And then you come back. Mate, that's the best food ever. Yeah. You don't expect anything. And then you yeah. just go, shum. But do you know what I mean? Like, muscle maturity is a thing. Posing maturity is a thing. Yeah. Perfecting your look is a thing. Dealing yeah. with the stress is a thing. Like, there's a lot yeah. of different elements and some first timers nail it first time, which is yeah. amazing. Like I never yeah. take away from that. But I always think with people that who are first timers and like don't place, think pros win, the pros lose. The pros lose quite a lot. Like if you're in this yeah. for a long run, be grateful you're getting this experience now. Literally, yeah, hundred percent. Like one of my clients, like, and I think once they've done like one or two shows, that's when they're like, all right, okay, like like my client is like I want to be an IFBB pro like the, let's go for it and I'm like you know the chances are like you know the possibility of getting a pro card and you've never competed never trained for it before is quite low you know but I think once they get in and see the standard and see what's expected that's when they like think right okay like I need to pull it back you know give myself more time and I think that's what some people do they 
set the standards so high and then when they don't reach it like they're not grateful for the experience it's like oh well I said I could do this and I didn't get it so like now I'm just I'm just done with it do you know what I mean rather than be like set yourself goals that first of all like go for like a like a win first then go for like a overall win then go for like a pro qualifier and then like win and that like do you know what I mean so set yourself like a smaller task rather than be like I'm just going to go and be an IFBB pro do you know what I mean it's just like I think that's why some people just get so upset then because they set their standards so high rather than just set themselves like small goals to get to that bigger goal also like I do want to say if anyone needs to listen to this in the first timer it's cool if your goal isn't to be an IFBB pro yeah definitely. it's cool it's fine if you don't want that like everyone yeah. competes for different reasons and as a first timer your reason is probably going to be very very different to someone else's like mm-hmm. I remember when I was a first timer my goal was literally to step on stage because I was shit scared Same. of public speaking with people staring Same. at me I had like yeah. sounds really silly right I had like not like it wasn't a trauma it weren't that deep but there was something that really like framed my my perception of myself growing up because yeah. I remember going for this audition right and I was like oh, how old was I year six so that would have been like 10 or 11 I was auditioning yeah. for the pan- for the Christmas pantomime I full-on couldn't I, I like went I went like I was trying to sing and I couldn't <laughs> sing couldn't dance and I froze and everyone like ran off I literally ran off and cried I was like I went high oh. and that full-on like you. yeah and it sounds silly like that little moment when I was a kid really did like yeah what can you think happened every single time I was asked to speak out loud speak in front of someone yeah anything publicly I froze like a motherfucker because of this thing that happened when I was a kid so for me my first timer my my reason for getting into competing was to erase that negative connotation that had yeah. really been ingrained into my head about being in front of the public and being in front yeah. of people so like yeah. that's not gonna that definitely did not mean that my goal was an IFPB pro when I was 11 yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think it's a big thing to kind of mention especially with first timers like yeah if a, if a pro card is your goal sick run with it if the pro yeah. card isn't your goal right now you go with the yeah. goal that resonates with you because that's the, that's the goal that's going to keep you going and then maybe yeah. you might become a pro card in one day but I feel like sometimes there's like this pressure or like yeah. assumption that everyone wants the pro card and it's like no like there are different reasons why people yeah you know what I mean yeah, definitely and that's the thing like I never wanted my pro card like when I feel when I be competing for like my first and second season, I, it was just for fun. It was just for me, like confidence. Like I remember if someone like spoke to me that I never spoke before, I'd have like a stutter. I just remember being like, oh my God, like just feeling embarrassed when people speak to me. So it was just basically just working on myself and my confidence just to like put myself in an awkward situation. So I had to grow as a person on my own and like speak to new people. Like I remember two seasons, I don't remember speaking to anybody. Like I didn't make no friends behind stage because I was so terrified and so like socially awkward. And I remember people used to say to me, like, I thought you was really stuck up because you were so quiet. And it's just because I was so terrified that I, I just physically couldn't speak to anybody because I would just end up stuttering or I'd just be like, oh my God, like I'm just embarrassing. And I just remember like the first two seasons, I just be like behind stage, just on my own, just like, oh my God, like, what am I doing? Like, why am I doing this? But like, look at me now. Like, I just feel like I've grown so much as a person and it's just, it's nice, you know, to see how far I've gone. And like I said, like only now I'm, what well, I'm working for my pro car, but like 
when I first started that was never a thing for me then it was just to work on myself yeah I love that I absolutely love that because it just shows how competing can lit it can open up so many things yeah out like you know inside in terms of how you are whether you're shy overcoming something overcoming a fear anxiety but also like externally in a sense for yourself you know the way your career is completely changed but the way that you are and potentially the way that you approach things as well like that's what people sometimes kind of underestimate especially as first timers is that that for your journey to completely transform you both inside of the competing kind of area but also outside of like general day-to-day stuff that makes sense yeah it's so powerful like it is so so powerful amazing do you think a first timer has to do a first timer show? No, I don't think so. I, I, well, my, I did a first timers class, but I also did like a normal one. Like I don't feel like, you know, you don't have to. I think a lot of people do it just because you don't get marked on like pauses and stuff like that. But now, like again, from when I first started, like my pausing was horrendous, and like now I don't feel like I see anybody on stage who pauses like not very good if that makes sense because it's more of a thing now people are more aware about like how good pausing and stuff are but yeah do you know which federations do you know that don't judge you with first timers with posing so I know physics like it's still posing and presentation is still part of it is it UK UK isn't like honestly like yeah (laughs) If, if you see my video from when I because I went the overall and everything and I went against people who are not first timers and if you look at my pausing you'll be thinking like how the hell did that girl win because I can't even watch it like I cringe so hard like I didn't have a pausing coach I just sort of had one lesson and then just did my own thing um but yeah as a first timer you don't get um judged like they even say to you like don't you have like the meeting at the start they just say like you know we look past pausing because you're a first time because obviously I've learned something these days because I yeah. did not know that and I would probably if someone is listening to this I would check that across federations yeah. so we all know federations are different in every bloody way so yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah I know like obviously I've judged first time as um fitx and like we for us yeah. like the posing is still like the posing the presentation aspect like it's still integrated yeah so yeah that's interesting about UKUP I did not know that yeah I'm not sure if it's changed now this was like like two two years ago it was my very first show Mm. um but even like when I did that and the finals they say like you know pretty much like don't worry about your pausing like we look past that you know yeah it's you know it's a really nice federation it's a small federation but it's a really nice federation like I really enjoyed going with those but I, I think I like all for like UKUP, NFM UK, like two bros, FedEx. I like them all for different reasons, if that makes sense, because they're yeah. all a bit different. Very, very true. But yeah, I like the fact that you've said first timers don't have to do a first timer show. So again, that's yeah. something that when I competed, oh, I'm showing my age. I think it was four, no, five, four or five years ago, something like that. Like there wasn't any first timer shows. There wasn't any first timers classes. You literally yeah. just threw yourself in and kind of hope that you stand on your feet at some point. Yeah. So I do want to stress, like, you know, I know it can be quite overwhelming. I don't know about you, Barry, but like I was so overwhelmed with choosing oh. a federation, choosing the show, choosing everything. I was like, it's literally too much choice. And I got so overwhelmed by it. <laughs> but like I would personally say for someone as a first timer, 
yes, it might be the thing for everyone to do a first time a show, but yeah. it does not mean that you have to follow suit. If the timing no, doesn't no. work, if the first time a show like just isn't your vibe, you're not like really merge, you know, merging with it. I, if it was me, and I would, I was a first timer going into a competing season for 2022, I would go for a federation where you can do a first timer's class and then go straight into something else straight away. Yeah, definitely. Like an open class rather than just, yeah, 100%. Because what I find most people do, they do a first time a show and then they do well and then they pay then and do another another show. But obviously you've got to pay for like makeup, tan, all over again rather than like just do one. You can do two classes and then obviously you can see where you stand then as well because some people obviously just don't believe themselves, don't think they're going to do well, do a first timers and then they surprise themselves and they're like, oh, I wish I'd done an open class now. Do you know what I mean? So... Yeah, I totally agree with that. It's so, so true. The amount of people, especially at FitX, when I was like registering them in, they're like, oh, just doing first timers. I'm like, just first timers. They're like, yeah. yeah. I was like, okay, I don't want to force you because I don't know how that stands like legally and shit, but you really <laughs> need to do like an open class. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I was like, trust me, trust me, trust me. Because I just know when I've done federations where I've done more than one class, I'll be yeah. honest, the first category, usually, well, this year actually was all right. But, like, in the early days, when I was still getting used to, like, stage yeah. time and stage confidence and all that stuff, my yeah. first category was always, like, the one where I stumbled the most. I was, like, doing yeah. fights. But what happens when you go on again, guys? You're not yeah, going to know what to expect. You kind of kind yeah. of enjoy it more and your posing gets better. And also you'll be up against, like, different people. So that's, again, another experience. More stage photos. Like, do I need to convince you anymore? <laughs> Yeah, literally, you know, that's that's so true. I just think that, like, I think people think, like, oh, I'll go for first-timers because, like, I think I'll place there because I won't be as good, but it's like, match, you are good. And then you go up against then open class. Like, what says that you were not going to be better than everyone in, in your high class just because you're a first-timer? Do you know what I mean? Bloody hell, that's Do you know what I mean? Like, doesn't matter how many times you could, like, oh, doesn't matter how many times you can try and, like, change the formula and change the time and change this. You, yeah. It's not going to change it. You, It's not going to change, like, how the scare, like, how scared you feel, how, like, nervous you feel. Like, yeah. you've just literally got to just enter and just throw with them yeah I think as well like for, for the judges that'll be like a sign of confidence as well so you know come back on again they'd be like you know they play like this person's gone from first timers and now they've gone to open class like it'll say a lot about you as a person as well because they're like you know like this person believes in themselves they think that they should be in this class and you know you you probably do, do you know what I mean it's like it's just like a confidence thing I think people think that oh you know I, I probably don't deserve to be in that class and like that's just not true do you know what I mean mm. That's so true. The next thing I've kind of got written down here, and it's kind of like leading on from what we've mentioned, is a lot of first timers, in particular, are scared to do certain federations. They're scared to do certain shows. What sort of advice would you give to someone? I've got my first share, but I want to hear from you first. What you kind of think about that? So what I what I did in it personally is like look at the federations and like see what you like about it. Go to like a federation as well. Go to a show like. I didn't compete in FedEx, um, but I had the opportunity to go to one and I loved the experience. And I think sometimes like on social media, like you can't really see a lot, like you don't know what it's about or whatever, but then just go into um, a show and just seeing what suits you because, you know, you you probably know like yourself, like so you see like one show, their bikini is a lot different to another show bikini. And like, that's another thing. Like I've seen like PCA, 
and like two bros, like their terms of bikini are very, very different. So like that's another thing as well. I always say like go for like multiple, even if you're scared, just go for multiple because what I've seen as well, like somebody might do PCA. And like, well, for me anyway, like I did, I came third in PCA this year and then went to two bros. And I just thought like, oh, I'm just not going to win again because I just came third and I came first. Do you know what I mean? So I just feel like it's important to try different federations because we're all completely different. And, you know, you all, you might love one federation and hate another one. Like, I have friends being like, oh, PCA is awesome, PCA, whatever. But like, PCA wasn't for me, if that makes sense. So I just feel like you need to go out and look at yourself. Like, there's so many shows on. Go and have a look. Because I know some of them can be quite political as well. So it's just like, it's just like funny, but I feel like you need to go and see for yourself before, rather than listening to somebody else, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like everyone's experience is going to be completely different. And even I, I found it hard when I first like set up comp- Compact and everyone was asking me like opinions on different federations, like what's it like? And I'm like, I don't know. Like I've heard things, but I don't know because I've not personally done it. So I feel like I'm yeah. not saying anything. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like it is like you've got to kiss a few frogs, find your prints sometimes. And that is the same way with federations and shows. Like every yeah. people who are kind of prioritize or guess like value and maybe perceive as a good show for yourself might be very different to me like yeah definitely different so I know it's kind of I think as like I remember as the first time I'd be like I guess could you say maybe impressionable I don't know kind of like trying to find my way in this federation uh, sorry find my way in this industry and go like oh how does how what's the way to do things like what what's that what's this is that right is that wrong yeah sometimes you've just got to navigate your own way through it yeah um, always make sure you're doing like what ideally what you want to be doing not what everyone else is doing what you think yeah, is the thing that you should be doing does that make sense yeah 100 percent. and I think that's a lot that's a lot to do with it I think you see people like researching online like oh what's the best thing to do like what's the best thing for this and whatever but I just think you just need to go over there like you just need to just just do what you think and what you want to do rather than looking at oh, this person's doing this so I you know I should do it if that, do you know what I mean it's like you just need to go on and experience it and you just learn from it yourself because what will work for one person is not going to work for the next person do you know what I mean it's it's all different like but yeah it's very true I found like this year and obviously you've done diva I personally find like now like when I first got into competes the first time, I always was looking at like the WBFF girls, like that yeah. side of the industry was what I always kind of looked at. I like naturally gravitated towards it. Yeah. But what did I do? I kind of got like maybe sidetracked, sucked in. I don't know what the phrasing <laughs> is, but I kind of fell into more bodybuilding style like federation. Yeah. I, I looking back, I'm like, mm, did I do that? Like because. I thought it was like the way to do it or I thought maybe I wasn't good enough but now yeah. I've kind of you know re- like my last few decisions with my competing shows in 2021 was based on as a first time like what did I used to gravitate towards like what were the you know what really yeah. drew me into the sport and it, for me that was the deciding factor of where I went for the last few shows it's really important to kind of look in like internally all the time um, instead yeah. of looking externally for those decision processes because I know like especially as a first timer deciding on shows deciding on bikini color deciding on all these oh. things is probably like the most overwhelming experience and worse than the sweet in like a candy shop 
yeah literally honestly like like bikini and like special like heels and stuff like that's like probably one of my most asked questions from my girls but what, what color do I have when I'm like well, what color do you like and they're like yeah but you know what would you say and I'm like well it's you know it's not what I say it's like well what do you like you know what suits you you know I like shoes oh can you help me choose shoes I'm like yeah but you know if I wasn't here what shoes would you choose do you know what I mean so like I made an actual like powerpoint and I put like compact on there because I just like literally like it's on my bio my Instagram if anybody wants it it's literally like what I wish I'd known like literally um like shoes heels everything like to do your own town like it's it's what I wish I had when I first started competing but yeah like, like all my girls all the time and I was like stuff like that is supposed to be like you know it's supposed to shop your personality then so if I say to them oh do you know I think you should have black because like black's my favorite color but then you know they're the type of person to wear like light pinks all the time like you know they're just not going to look right in that color if that makes sense it's not yeah. going to like compliment them because it's not them if that makes sense oh, so, I, this year hon I had so many people backstage going yeah, we're like, you know, red's the winning colour because everyone's wearing red. The judge is like red. I'm like, what? No, no, stop. Abort mission, abort mission. And they're like, oh, we're all wearing lip. No, no, no. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Like, you want to stand out. Like, you know, I see, like, what I notice as well is, like, wherever, like, the girls in Miss Olympia, like, Miss Olympia is now all wearing, that's, like, those sort of follow-on trend. But I'm like, you want to stand out, so you don't want to be what's like everybody else is wearing. Obviously, if you want to wear like the same color, that's fine. But like, you want to stand out, like you don't want to be like blending in. Like, if you have like an amazing physique, but the next person to you also has amazing physique, and you both have amazing hair, whatever. Do you mean it'll go on like who stands out most? Do you know what I mean? It's gonna be like oh, who who like looks different or who's gonna catch them at their eye? Do you know what I mean? Because it's like especially if it's like twenty of you on stage. And you all got like blue or all got red. If you have like, I don't know, like yellow or something like that, they're going to be like, oh, okay. Like, do you know what I mean? They're automatically just going to look at you because you're different. Talk about yellow. That's so funny. I still remember, what's her name? Oh, Samantha something. She did, she won PCA Pro. I still remember her in a yellow bikini and her hair up. Why? Because. Yeah, I remember that. Is she figured as well? Mm, no, I, she has a really good structure though. I think she she completed did. like back end of this year, didn't she? Was it like October or something like that? I yeah, see. Yeah, yeah, like in a ponytail she had in there. Yeah, yeah, she. Yeah, and it was like a neon yellow. I remember. But isn't it funny? There's a there's a hundred girls that I've seen this year. On, yeah. T- on tagging, on Instagram, and everything. But you mentioned yeah. that. That's the first thing I remember. Yeah, yeah, and I I remember, I remember that. I remember watching it on stream. Because one of my friends was watch uh, was like competing, and I watched the whole day, and I rem- I remember her. I can't remember anybody else. As a first timer, most I would say most first timers are kind of a bit more on a budget because they're yeah. not maybe they're slowly getting into the sport. They might be potentially younger, which usually means you have potentially less money. Um, yeah. But like it is quite overwhelming when there are so like you maybe have like done you know gone to the gym a couple of times a week maybe had a protein shake maybe taken some amigas and then just cracked on but then when yeah. you get into the world of bodybuilding competing there are so many supplements out there yeah. and it can be quite overwhelming to go holy smokes like where the hell do I start like for yourself and potentially your clients like what do you class as kind of like the non-negotiables maybe the baselines or like you know if you yeah. could choose like free essentials like which ones would you go for? And then I'm yeah. going to go with the 
supplements that for me like I kind of like if I can if I didn't have much space in my suitcase which free yeah. supplements would I take as well so yeah so off season my like go-to is like a GDA like because I eat so much carbs like GDAs are like something I always have on me because I'm super lazy to be honest whey and because it just tastes nice as well that's like my go-to like GDAs whey EAAs as well just because especially on prep because obviously drinking loads of water it, it can be hard and <laughs> so obviously just to flavor up I leave off EAAs as well creatine as well I swear by creatine it doesn't work for everybody it doesn't um I prefer the powder to the capsules because I just don't feel I don't know I just don't feel like capsules work for me personally but I swear by the powder but that's like off season but on prep then again because I just want things just quick easy I just probably if I have to take two just whey and EAAs and literally that's all I have and ashwagandhas as well just because I can never sleep on prep. Like, I think it's so stressful. I think you, you just so much going through your mind. Ashwagandha just helps me to sleep. Mm. So they're like my top three, I'd say, that really help me. But everyone's different, obviously. Like, people, like, one might, somebody might have, they might need something else. Do you know what I mean? Like, loads will take, like, Amigas because they feel like it helps, but I don't personally take Amigas. Um, so, yeah, I just think it's, like, person-dependent and what your goal is as well. Mm. Do you know if they're bringing that sticky toffee one, like, permanently? I literally got that. It's normally like just Halloween, but I don't think they brought it out this year. I don't think they did. Yeah, they, 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 they gave me like a little pot, which I you can like... get. You can get the little pots still on um, on the website, but you can't. There's no big tubs, but they do a limited edition one because I know they do the Easter egg one as well, and that is like my favorite one. So I'm like so sad that they don't bring that out all the time because like it's so nice. Yeah, they gave me like this little one, the sticky toffee, and I was like, mate, are you not like, trying to like take the piss? Give me, I like, give me more. So, you know, you like, you, you're like, right, it's small. You're just kind of like trying to sprinkle it little. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like the sticky toffee. But it's interesting you mentioned about the Amigas for you not being like, you kind of not like throw them mm-hmm. out, but it's not as on your priorities. Yeah. Because for me, I would say like a vitamin D3 is always like a standard for me. Yeah. Um, Amigas mm-hmm. and way that yeah. would kind of be like mine also I completely forgot about ashwagandha to be honest but that is also like kind of one that I would go yeah yeah, yeah. but for me yeah. yeah I personally don't find like a GDA helps my insulin sensitivity that much so like yeah like, that gets thrown out yeah. it's really interesting how like your pro during how different priorities like, yeah and all that stuff. I just think like EAA is just like my prayer path like you're hungry I have it and it's boiling have like an EAA ice lolly or do you know what I mean I just think it's just easier for me to like get loads of like water down and like just chuck loads of EAA in there and it's just it's just gone okay do you know what me and my um my friend slash one of the girls that works with me and it's this podcast Holly did at the Black Friday right yeah so CMB gave us this like hundreds um like sachets and yeah. like fruit salad what was the other one like crepe strawberry laces and um <laughs> Oh, what's the one? Coca Cola. And like, yeah. I was like, shit, Holly, I've got no water. She's like, nah. And I literally went, screw it. Literally ripped this lid off and started eating it like sherbet. And Holly was like, who are you? I was like, nah, nah. <laughs> I was like, girl, try it, try it. Don't say anything until you try it. And she goes, like, mm, it's pretty good. I was like, sherbet, see, it's not weird. So literally, like, really? Friday weekend, we were just like knocking back these EAAs like sherbet. Try scooping it. 
And I, I, now I put it in water, I'm like, what is this? I'm like, yeah, oh. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> <laughs> so funny. But yeah, I've like kept all the fruit salad back. So if anyone got an order, you probably got the grape because that's my least favourite. And I kept the fruit salads, admittedly. So <laughs> yeah, oh, the strawberry laces is my fave. I, I do really like the cherry cola bottle as well. Oh, is it cherry? Oh. Like, I feel like my taste since COVID has just gone like really weird. But like, I just really Coke. I can taste like the Coke lime, the Coke um, vanilla, Coke strawberry. I just can taste Coke now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Anyway, we digress. But yeah, that's really interesting. I think hopefully to round that up, fruit salad is the one, sticky toffee yeah. is the one. But aside from that, I think with supplements, it's easy to kind of go, oh, I've got to get everything. Like, I'm not as I'm not a serious competitor if I haven't got everything but like realistically not every single person has got an unlimited budget like we'd all like to have a posing session every single day if we could you know we would all love to have all the supplements in the world but it is kind of like you know working with your coach and thinking what are like the priorities yeah that kind of sit so you know ashwagandha if you're really struggling with sleep anxiety is high then obviously that's going to really go up the scale in terms of priority right yeah 100% massively so no I like that I like that easter egg I didn't even realize they did an easter egg one oh it's insane it's so nice (laughs) awesome I'm on it right where am I at I'm looking at my list yeah what so just to confirm what are the main questions considering a lot of your clients are first timers what are they asking you a lot about because we spoke about this I competed for five I started no it'll be longer yeah I think my first show was five six years ago um I've been doing combat for four years so my the questions that I had in my head and the pain points that I had as a first timer are obviously gonna be very I'm hoping are very different to someone like yourself and maybe like the first time yeah. so clients what are they asking you what are the main like issues because then hopefully someone listening to this might have similar does that make sense yeah so I think for a total first timer who hasn't really like seen much on social media they're always quite shocked by like how long prep is going to be um and stuff like that so like for me I like to prep like 20 weeks just because it leaves enough room like if something happens you've got that flexibility and they're always just like oh my god like 20 weeks like do I, do I need that? Do you know what I mean? It's like, so that is probably one of the main things I get asked. But I'm like, I have to like compare to like my off season to when I was at my leanest and I was like, look, this took 28 weeks and I only had to lose like 12 kilos, mm. you know? So like, that's one of the main things I get asked. And also like with like posing and stuff, they're like, oh, how, how important is it? Like how, how many like sessions do I need? And I'm like, how long is a piece of string? Do you know what I mean? Because like, <laughs> Can you, do you wish do you want if you can literally go back to talk to like Larry when she first started do you think about how many lessons she's done you'd be like oh about um 275 you'd be like what yeah. it's crazy like obviously like I'll have like a lesson with somebody and they'll pick it up like this you know and then I'll have a lesson with somebody else and they might only be able to do like two pauses and then like they're mentally like overwhelmed and they're like I need time to take this in you know so I'm like you know I can't tell you what weight you're going to be in like three weeks or I can't tell you how good of a pause you're going to be by the time you start prep do you know what I mean so like I'd be there to make sure that they're on point and make sure they get enough lessons and stuff like that but yeah that's probably the most common I get is you know like about pausing and how long prep is going to be and also like 
oh do you think I'm going to be lean enough like I always get that like how much will I weigh on show day and I'm like I can't tell you that like it'll be person dependent for starters like you know I don't actually like know if they're going to be like seven foot and or do you know what I mean it's just like how much muscle you're going to be carrying like you know it it goes by that's why you take photos or take a video for your check-ins not just the scales like the scales that's like a minor part and so, so many like of my girls as well are obsessed over the scales they're like oh but I, I've gone up like is it like you know half a kilo or whatever but I'm like if you look better like you know you, you need to start looking at your videos yourself because they get so like disappointed by the scales and I'm just like you need to just take a step back because it it affects their whole thing then afterwards as well. It affects the day. I find that the next check-in, if, you know, they, they just, you can just tell they're not the same and you can see that they're still unhappy. Um, so yeah, for the first time, I like, obviously for me, like if my skin fluctuates, it's totally normal. I can deal with it because obviously I'm used to it now, but for a total first timer, obviously they're not going to understand the weight will fluctuate, you know, it's, or how much you're going to weigh on show day. Like, you know it's just like one of those things where it's a trial and error at the end of the day because it's your first prep like you know what might work for you for your first prep might not be best but then the second prep then you know where you can improve so it for that it's like it is totally like trial and error isn't it for your first ever prep so true man so true like my weight was changing at like a constant speed and I just thought you know what I'm just gonna give up with this (laughs) (laughs) But it is so true. And like, you know, I was just thinking when I was li- listening to you, you know what, po- like that question, how many posing sessions do I need? You know what pose lessons I can kind of really relate it to is like driving lessons. Yeah, literally. Like, like- some people would drive, like my brother, dickhead, was like, he picked up driving so fast. Like, yeah, because <laughs> fast. Literally had like, I think he had 10 sessions. He went out every single week with my mum, passed with two... I think two minus, two minus cracked on. Like, he's the sort of person that you could literally, like, show him how to do something, yeah. and he would just, like, crack on. I still remember going skiing on holiday. He Like, the guy was like, yeah, you do this. You go, yeah, cool. He literally straight away was doing all these, like, crazy, yeah. like, stunts. Me, on the other hand, driving <laughs> lessons, oh, my God, took, like, quite a while for me to pick it up. But once yeah. I picked it up, I was, I was fab. I had I got yeah. less minors than Joe. Oh, not Joe. Nick. Can I just say my brother? So like, yeah. you know, I still got there, but man, it took me yeah. so much longer. Yeah, like so literally. Um, I remember my first ever um, pausing session was with Lisa Gelsey, and I remember I couldn't even do the routine. Like even when she left, like I was just like, what, what, what the hell was this? Like, and I remember having the second one, and I was just like. I, I can't I can't do this like people don't realize like what it all entails like you know you you got to make sure like you're hitting the pose where your feet are like where your face is like do you know what I mean it's like so many things and I think because people do so effortlessly now they just think oh, it's really easy but for me I was a very very slow learner and like that's like so don't be disheartened if you have a posing lesson and you're rubbish because honestly like I teach posing now and if you told me like two years ago that when I was first learning that I would be teaching posing, I probably would have laughed in your face because I am such a slow learner. So I think that's why I have loads of patience. Like mm. for my clients, I have all the patience in the world when it comes to posing because I was terrible. I was so bad at posing. But it's just one of those things where you just give yourself plenty of time. Like don't leave it like, you know, if you're competing in May and you're, you're thinking about having like one lesson a month, like 
realistically that's five lessons you're probably going to need more than that like let's be honest you know so like if you're listening to this right now and you can be in a may and you haven't started your frozen i think uh you can just literally press pause yeah (laughs) (laughs) but like it is so true though and i think it can be like potentially disheartening and guess like frustrating as well if you've got like i have heard unfortunately some posing coaches can be like oh they just didn't really seem to have any like patience they're kind of like they're making laughs and it's like hang on like it took me same as you it took me ages i'm (laughs) such a slow learner like yeah beyond beyond belief (laughs) um but the same with driving so i thought well there you go it's all good (laughs) don't need to worry don't need to worry I want to mention like another aspect as well because I remember myself really this is probably the biggest struggle I had was the lack of support network I had the lack of people that understood when you're trying to branch out with something like competing you know it is likely that you're gonna have to deal with a lot of crap from people you're gonna have to deal with a lot of judgment you're gonna have to deal with being on your own quite a lot you're gonna have to deal with potentially people that you thought were like your ride or dies yeah disappearing off the face of the earth I really struggle with that I guess it's like for them my identity changed but for me I was still the same person but I didn't seem to really get that through to them so I went from being a massive party animal going out two minutes too much (laughs) um, eating you know eating whatever like who I was was very different like internally I was still the same person as I make sense but because yeah. my lifestyle choices started to change their perception of me changed and then it meant that you know those people that I thought you know you those girls that you have in your life you think oh we're gonna be mates forever but you generally did yeah. believe it and then yeah. you just do one little switch of oh I'm just gonna give this a go then suddenly they get jealous they just leave they support you and then you kind of like sitting there going like wow like I'm really alone here like yeah you you, you want to enjoy this process but you're kind of struggling so yeah is that something I can imagine for you living in the South Wales was really really difficult to deal with yeah it was like I lost so many of my friends like I think out of my circle I have like one like close friend now because they didn't understand like why I was doing it and even like my my family like they understand now they come to all my shows and whatever but like they didn't understand at all and they'd always be at the finish line and like supporting me but they didn't understand the journey like you know my mother being like oh um have some food like oh you know just have it only one bite you know and like even though she doesn't realize how much that's affecting me but it's just like it's just no support there if that makes sense but it was like so also like the same with like with my friends then like they used to be going out all the time and doing whatever but then they looked at it being like oh my god like why are you having photos with, with your ass out like do you know I mean why are you going on stage in a bikini like they did and also because it's not common in like some girls either so like it was probably totally new they'd never seen it you know and like even like my brother was like I'm not coming to the show because he literally like half naked like why would I go and he actually came to my show this year and like he was so emotional seeing like he was like I didn't even realize like how much he's obviously seen how much I've changed as a person I've gone from someone someone who was really quiet really shy like I wouldn't go out on my own anyway wouldn't step into like a gym on my own I was just really like just sort of even though I had loads of friends I was always like alone if that makes sense mm. so like my brother was just like seeing like how much you've changed as a person 
you know, it's like one of those things. But you've got to like tell people as well. Like if you're having shit, like you need to like tell them like you need to back off. And if they don't understand, just get yourself a new circle because if they're not happy for you or what you're doing, like they annoy your friends and like you know you might think they are, but if someone's making you choose, like and making you feel bad then about going like, oh, you know, if you don't go out, like why are you coming up with this? You know, like oh, you know, making you choose. They annoy your friends, you know, it's just like but yeah, I lost I lost a lot of friends. Like I, like I moved down to Kent and it wasn't like I moved here like alone at first and I left my whole life. But I felt like I had I didn't leave anything if that makes sense. Obviously I got my family and whatever and they fully supported me. But friends wise, like I lost all my friends when I chose this journey and I just think like I was so upset over it. But I look at it now, I, I actually didn't lose anything. Like what did I actually lose? You know, like my life is so much better now. And they weren't there for that, if that makes sense. So I just think, obviously upset me, but obviously I look at it now and it was like a massive bonus for me because obviously the people I thought were my friends were never my friends. They never wanted the best for me. Mm. And I, I was honestly like having so much praise from absolute strangers. Like I have people on Instagram messaging me being like, you're so inspirational. And then like I've had my friends and wouldn't even like comment on a picture or wouldn't even like congratulate me for winning like my shows. So it's just like one of them things you are going to face, like you will face it, like people do get jealous, which is like really sad. And your family probably won't understand it either because like my father's like, are oh, you starving yourself? Like, what are you doing? You need to eat more, you know? So like you'll always get that as well. And you just need to like explain to them, like, this is what I want to do. You know, this is like my coach is going to guide me safely. Like, do you know what I mean? I just feel like you need to sit down and if they're not happy with that, then just like, just pin them off, <laughs> just pin them off completely. Yeah, I feel like, I don't know about you, I found dealing with this, so the lack of support network, losing friends, you know, the, the comments from friends and family, I found that the hardest the first time. Yeah. After that, it got easier. I'm not saying it completely went, but for me, it definitely got easier. Yeah. Do you, do you think? Yeah, definitely. I think it got easier for me because... It was sort of like I was finding myself doing this. So I just thought like when I was like going out all the time, like I was probably the more, even though I was around loads of people, I was probably the most alone. And like soon as I was like seeing this and how much I changed as a person and like I liked myself doing this. So like for me then it wasn't, I wasn't getting upset over it. I was just like, fine. Like, if, you know, if that's how you think and that's how you feel, that's fine. But this is what I'm going to do. And if you're not here for me, then that's, you know, that's your issue then. But yeah, it definitely gets easier. Like, I, like I'm such a loner now. Like I love my own space. But I have like a very small circle in the gym and we're all like got the same goal. And like, I'm, I'm really lucky to have that support network now because I never had it before. Um, But that's just because I've had to like, been off my old circle and just you know and then move on because you know closing one door you will open another door if that makes sense or I think some people just hold on and like holding on just it just affects you more than just letting go mm. that letting go part is so hard when the door's half when one, one door's half open and the other door's half open you're actually more yeah. alone at that point because you're not really yeah. like making a decision you're in like this weird no man's land but like yeah. the way I see it as well if they're not paying your bills, they can't really say, they can't tell yeah, you. Yeah, literally, <laughs> honestly. And I just think, like, since that all happened, the more I've, like, stood up for myself, the more opportunities I've actually had because I sort of let go of that. Like I said to you, like, 
I didn't take my competing seriously. And obviously, like, that is down to me. But at the same time, like, my friends, I didn't want to, like, upset my friends. I didn't want to, you know, be like, I don't want to think of me, you know, in a, in a different light. But then when I wasn't winning, like, that was affecting me then. Do you know what I mean? It was affecting my life. So it was just like, you know, it's just sort of a look at it and just prioritise, you know, what you want. And if they turn to support you, then, like, you know, just, just let, literally let them go because it's not just competing as well like you find that you know if you change career if you change location if you change boyfriend or girlfriend if you decide to get married like I found um there was a couple of people around me that as soon as I got married like just disappeared it was really good so I thought it was just like a competing thing but I soon realized it's just a life thing and it's just like certain things that happen if some people have kids some people don't that seems to split people like it's like a chain that just gets broken and it is it is hard like it is hard and then I think in the present moment you just think oh like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna find like a new circle I'm not gonna be able to do this and not yeah you act like trust me like you will you really yeah Um, I have to embrace the loneliness for a while but I know I I do think sitting with like being alone sometimes is actually quite a powerful thing (laughs) it's better to be alone than be surrounded by people that are just causing you a lot of pain and anxiety and stress yeah oh yeah 100% and like that was like I just suffered really bad with my mental health and I found that as soon as I let go of like all my old friends and stuff like that I realized like that was like a major part it was like I always felt anxious I was always feeling guilty and I'm like I'm always thinking about like what what do they want what do they want me to do and like soon as I let go of that like I found my anxiety is nowhere near as bad now like I used to suffer really bad with depression like I didn't have any of that now and I just think as soon as you concentrate on yourself you'll be so much happier as well yeah so true so so true so if it's not competing guys it's probably going to be you having kids or you getting married or you decide like something else something big in your life there's probably going to be something else yeah and will blame on competing but yeah. if, that's why I find I just said some, I said to my husband when it happened I was like do you know what if it wasn't competing it would have been something else if it wasn't oh, yeah. married it would have been me having kids or having dogs or like yeah, it would be always something else it's just obviously that person was it they they just there isn't that like that merging and that connection yeah. like ideally you want people especially with competing that kind of like are very I find if they're very low maintenance so yeah. understand when you kind of go off the radar a little bit they understand yeah. that it's not personal they're quite fluid in the sense that you know they don't mind if plans have to change potentially they don't mind yeah. if you're literally sitting there with a diet coke at the pub or if you're sitting there with burgers and fries at a pub I find that's quite nice like, I remember when I first got into competing again I was really broke just sitting at compact like it was all just like ah! but I yeah. remember my friends and I was like oh no like she what I would class her as like as one of my friends that's kind of like the extra friend like she had, she's always had a lot of money she spends quite frivolously like she does holidays she's like proper bougie but she's she's great right yeah. and I think, I, admittedly I thought she was the girl that would have kind of gone quicker yes. I said to her I was like you completely bring me wrong like I'm sorry but I remember yeah. saying to her one time because she wanted to go down to London I literally turned around to her and went babe I've just set up a business so that's the, the big one that usually like you lose friends just set up a business I'm trying to compete so that's two whammies I thought oh fucking no, I'm not doing well with this <laughs> I've just moved I was like oh no it's getting worse 
I was like, I really sorry. I lit. Can we just go and like? I'm, I'm probably just gonna buy a water at this pub. Yeah. And I said, I'll still come down to London, but I just can't do the rest. Like, I just can't. I've got no energy. And she was like, Yeah, cool. I was like, What? Like, yeah. yeah. Fine. I thought, Oh, oh, okay, that's fine. Because you know, you send the text, you're thinking, oh, yeah, yeah. This is the end. This is the end. <laughs> and she was like, Yeah, it's fine. And I thought, Oh. But like they're the sort of people that you want, right? Like yeah, but the same as like as a marriage, like in sickness and the health. Like you want people that are gonna wanna be there yeah. the whole time. Competing definitely puts those friends into the firing line. It's like, well, let's see if you kind of like drown or if you like, you know, you keep floating. <laughs> and I think it does show who is there and who isn't and who kind of understands. Like my yeah. normal friends, they kind of know now. I kind of give them the warning. I'm like, right, we're two weeks out. I see you on the other side. They're like, yeah. And I make a bit of a joke about it now because they just come yeah. in and they're like, yeah, she's just going to fire. It's just going to go, yeah. And that's another thing as well. Like, you meet so many new friends when competing. So, like, even though like, your friends might not, like, support your journey, like, you'll always meet new friends. Like, and it's always nice because, obviously, you've obviously got the same interests because you're all competing together. Like, I've made, like, so many friends with so many people just from like competing which I would never have like met before so I do think like it brings it all together in that aspect as well which is like really nice because like I remember when I first started competing like the atmosphere wasn't great like behind stage but then like now I just feel like it's totally different like, even though you're like, competing against each other it's like it's none of that like personality was if that makes sense like everyone gets along like it's not like no one's speaking to each other because they all want to win or like there's so much competitive uh, competitiveness is that, is that a word yeah, I yeah. like that yeah so like, like, I, no matter how no matter how you act backstage it actually doesn't change the outcome if anything yeah. if you act like a dick backstage it kind of goes against you because your mindset is just not in the right place and when you go on stage you're not performing the way you need to. No, 100%. And that's the thing, like, the work is literally done when you get, like, you know, whatever happens, happens. Like, you can't do anything else, so there's no point being a bitch, like, you know what I mean? Like, you may as well make friends, enjoy it, because obviously if you don't have the person you want, at least you've had a really good day, and you've met some, like, incredible people as well. So it's just like, you don't actually come away with nothing. If that, It sounds really cheesy, that is, but it's really true. It's, it's so really true. true. So if you could speak to first time Larry, what the hell would you say to her? Like, what did you wish you knew? Oh my God. So I would probably say like research it first. Like it's not so bad now because obviously so much on social media, but like when I was competing, I did know like pausing was important. Like I wish, honestly, I wish I had a pausing coach, like give myself enough time as well. Like get a coach as well who was like, has experience like in like prep or like bikini or something and yeah bring jewelry <laughs> just bring jewelry just make sure you buy everything because you don't want to be I'm like, not saying anything yeah. Hannah. I'm just gonna say <laughs> literally just make sure you go everything you know like there's so much on like social media now that will help you like what to pack and stuff like that whereas when I competed it wouldn't but yeah, just make sure, because like even my first time as now, they literally like, oh, what, what do I do? Like, you know, what federations? I don't even know what federations are out there. Um, you know, they literally like know nothing. So I'm like, I'll help them so much. But I'm like, you need to sort of, I'll show you where to look. Like about compact, I was like, we're going compact and have a look and you get what you want. But I'm not going to handpick it for you, if that makes sense. But yeah, I wish, I just wish, like obviously, I wish there was a compact when, <laughs> when I was competing because... 
literally like I just knew nothing I had my own tan I had like secondhand heels which by the way like did not fit me um yeah, I, I did that too so fine <laughs> oh my god you're like wide fitting heels I saw them and I was like because I got I got flat foot and a wide foot like I look like a deck so I see these shoes and I'm it totally and you think it doesn't matter but it does it totally changed my whole pose in like my feet just scrunched up like my first competition it was horrendous and like knowing that I had like white fitting shoes but just like little things like that you think it doesn't matter but it actually does you know I think that's probably why my pose was probably so terrible as well just because my feet felt like they were suffocated in my shoes <laughs> I wore but, the Forest 401 and I hate I can't wear I can't walk in strapless who am I <laughs> Literally, like the strapless ones are like my go-to, and like the wide-fitted ones are like they're just the most comfortable ones, and yeah, they're like my favorite. But yeah, I wish that's what I wish I'd known. That like I did more research for myself. Again, like my coach didn't have no experience really in like bikini. Like he couldn't tell me what to pack. He was more of a bodybuilder. Um, so I just remember turning up, and everyone looked really glam, and I was really lucky to have somebody offer me like jewelry and stuff. But like people just looking at me, being like who is this girl like why have she turned up with like I literally got babied and I remember like what the hell do you know what I mean so like wish I could pause I wish I had experienced coach and um I wish I could like research on what to pack rather than me looking like a dickhead <laughs> backstage on my own <laughs> don't worry we learn though right we learn <laughs> all learn so it's fine so there's two points I put here and it's, I was gonna I was just about to leave and I thought no it was actually really good it was a good point that we mentioned before we started recording and it's about like belief systems the good and the bad of the first time are like what is normal so for a bit of context before we go into this we were speaking about how certain things have that happen in your first season as a first time it can really like frame a lot of things and kind of set up like certain beliefs whether they're right or wrong good or bad but I think it is something to kind of be like aware of so for me I even like the littlest thing of having the belief system in my head that I had to do a meal plan if I didn't do a meal plan I was a bad competitor I didn't want it hard enough I wasn't serious blah 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 but it was just from this this yeah this coach that I happened to be with at the time his belief systems the way he spoke, like obviously it's a first time around, you're really impressionable and you kind of want to do the right thing and you kind of are yeah. going to take what someone is saying as kind of like fact. And long term, that can kind of like instill negative thought patterns potentially. The same way that I had that really bad experience when I was 11 at school and I cried and I had the worst experience, yeah. that really imprinted on me for like many years to come. And I feel like the same thing sometimes happens when you are a first timer. Um, and it yeah. just happens. So I don't know if you kind of want to lead on to that, maybe to potentially share like certain things that happened to you as a first timer that yeah. you kind of had to kind of work out internally. Does that make sense? Yeah, like for me, I think my first course I had was like he competed when he, he was like, I don't, I don't even want to say how old he is just in case he does listen to this or something. But he's, he's like an old school bodybuilder basically. So I literally ate like chicken and veg like all the time. And that's what I thought I had to do. Like I have to eat that like four times a day, you know, and like I can't, I couldn't have like no sauces or nothing like that. So that's what I believed. Like I remember prepping for like eight weeks, which by the way is like 
not long enough prep at all. Like you can end up losing all muscle and whatever. But I literally lived off that. But my diet didn't even change either. From from day one to like the last week, I literally had the same amount of food. Like nothing changed. But literally it was like rice, uh, sorry, chicken, veg and rice cakes. Like, and that's what I believe. Like I saw people in shows doing like mad things. And I, and I was like, oh, why, why are you eating that for? Like, to me, that's, that's wrong. That's wrong. Really opinionated because that's what I thought was right. Mm. Small portions, but like I didn't carb up or anything. Didn't carb up, didn't, you know, like d- during the week, didn't have a carb up. I just sort of had a carb up on the day because that's what I believe you have to do. And yeah, that's what I always believed. So when I used to see people, I'd be like, why are you eating that? Like, you know, you're going to get bloated or, but that's the thing. Like when you get a coach, you just totally trust them. You know, you just think that they would never, they know best then basically. But yeah, that's probably um, the only thing that I've had beliefs wise. But, and also like, don't like for like peak week and stuff like that. My coach always told me, like my first coach, that peak week was like nothing. Like peak week was like a myth. Like you don't do anything. Like you know. And I remember for peak week, I had no no support, no nothing. I just sort of did my own thing. But again, I just thought that was normal. I didn't know all these things you can do to be like. Obviously, if you do like have a, you're not going to be like hundred percent better, but you will be like slightly better. You know, you can improve your physique yeah I didn't have any of that and then I just sort of like bulked up on food on the day which <laughs> I hadn't had for the whole eight weeks the whole eight weeks I had minimal carbs and then on my show day I ended up eating chocolate biscuits like because that's what I thought you had to do you know but like that's sort of like what the bodybuilders do you know mm. <laughs> not a small bikini girl but like obviously that just ended like really badly because I was intolerant to chocolate biscuits and I ended up spilling out from the amount of carbs that my body wasn't used to yeah I think it is an important one to kind of mention like it's like you can't have these weird and bad things and like not as good things that happen during your yeah. first time and sometimes it really puts people off completely out of competing because they think yeah, that's like, normal. yeah they think that's normal because that's all they know and even like I remember when I went into my second season I was a bit worried like oh is this like it's just going to be the same thing again. And the member joke, yeah. look, if it is the same thing again, because you've gone to a different coach, then maybe just, you know, you've done it, you've tried it again, you've tried it a different way, but just give it a go just in case. And I'm so glad I did. That's the thing, like when I was with my second coach, it was hard to hop, like to leave go of what you believed was right then. Like, you know, like you've just been shown this for so many, t- like, like X amount of time or whatever. So I remember when I went with my coach now, the amount of food I was I was getting, I was just like, what the hell? Like, even, like, on prep and, like, carving up and stuff like that, it was just so difficult because I was almost scared then because I was always told, like, you don't want to eat this amount of carbs because you're going to, you, you get fat. Like, you know, this is not a thing to do. So, obviously, like, when I was going through peak week, eating all this food, in the back of my mind, I sort of still was holding on to, like, oh, God, I don't, I don't want to spill over again. Like, I don't want to gain weight you know, so it's like, it is crazy because it does sort of traumatise you as well when you have like a bad prep because you almost can't let go mm. until you find like another coach who is supportive and this prep was probably like, obviously prep was, is always going to be hard, but it was a really, really smooth prep. Like it was, for me, like for what I've been through, it was it was easy. Like obviously not, some people like be like, that's not easy, but what I had before then, like it was easy to me then. Obviously it was still hard. Like I still like cried on my cardio, <laughs> but 
for what I was like used to it was like it was super smooth if that makes sense yeah so true mum so true it's funny how like you do the, like those little things like those niggles during like yeah. week. a lot of them sometimes come from like those bad experiences that you yeah. had like, previously and you just got to literally just accept that that's how you're feeling but it's just kind of like that inner child yeah in a saboteur and like it's fine especially when no the circumstances are different the coach is different I think it is being self-aware of it about it sorry so I'm gonna ask what are your plans for next year have CMP mentioned about like events or stuff stuff you can go to because I know you went to the you were at if I'm correct fitter CMP Dartford and yes Arnold's Arnold's yeah so my plans, I know CMP, I think they're doing NFM UK again. I think they're doing next year. They've got a few shows next year. Um, I don't think they've been fully released yet. But um, my goal for next year, I just want my IFBB Pro cards. And obviously competing is expensive. I'd love to do all the federations, but it is expensive. So I'll be competing again in July. I'm going to do the two bros in July, two bros in August. And then I'm going to do the Arnold show as well. Um, in October I believe it is but if I do have some like spare money laying around I'd really love to do the FITEC show and I'd love to do UKUP as well just because it's going to my hometown um, in South Wales and um, I'd love like my family really supportive of me so I might do that if I can afford it um, just for like because they all love to like come and see me but sometimes like traveling to like London and stuff like two days it's just it's expensive for them as well so I might do a UKUP one if it fits and also if I'm not dead <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just not dying that sounds like anything <laughs> love it love it have you listened to my podcast before yeah I have actually yeah okay so you know the last question cool so what makes you not just a bikini girl so this has to be something not related related to fitness not related to competing what makes Lowridge not just a bikini girl? This is like on the spot though. I'm like, ah! <laughs> Do you know what? It's like hard for me to like answer it just because my whole life is literally like competing. So like I feel like I haven't found myself until um, I started competing. So like for me, like I literally live, breathe everything like competing. So like, like it is sort of like my life. It's a lifestyle for me now. It's not like I've gone past it. It was like just fun. But like I literally like I'm in the gym. I work in the gym. Like I teach pausing. Like I'm a personal trainer. I do online coaching. So I'm literally just <laughs> love that. probably I'm just a bikini girl. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong about that though. Nothing wrong about that. I love that. But if you change mine, let me know and I'll add it to the end. But yeah. <laughs> So I think we'll end it there. I think we got to just over an hour, which I very, very, it's usually just under. So we've gone over, which is cool. I like that it goes over. But thank you so much, lovely, for coming on the podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I hope everyone listening to this has found this interesting. I'm going to be leaving but Larry's details, Instagram, everything like that, so you can get in touch with her, whether it's just to let her know how awesome she is, posing, coaching, anything like that head over and support us but honestly thank you so much lovely see you guys in the next episode